Welcome to the James Crow Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So this podcast may look a little bit different. Uh, we are having to record on a webcam. Uh, I was about 30 minutes into this podcast and my SD card just died. Just went full on Amy Winehouse and now it can't be read nor formatted. So I've been trying to figure out what to do. I was going to do just an audio version of the podcast, but then I was like, eh, needs to be a video component. And so instead of going to Best Buy and grabbing another SD card, which maybe not even would work, we are just going to let this rip on the webcam and go from there. So if the video looks a little bit different, that's on me. Guys, remember the James Crenna Show podcast is presented to you by MacCard, MacCard, Anderson & Associates, PLLC. Go and find them for any of your loitering needs. They focus on personal injury, wrongful death, bad face insurance disputes, and we will hear much more about them later on in the show. Guys, first thing I want to talk about is going to be a bit of a rant. I'm going to do some ranting here. I'm about to, I'm about to go in. Um, I want to talk about coronavirus. So we are, I mean, you know, it's July. We're recording this July 2nd. And coronavirus has been around now since November, December, January, February, March, April. Like, those are the months where it's been here. It may have impacted people differently during that time. It may have uh, spiked in your area during different times. But those are the months where, hey, we've been dealing with it. And we have done this podcast for 22 straight weeks now. And the coronavirus has been at the forefront of most of those podcasts. And this one's no different. This one is... Um, a different kind of take, though, because before it's been like, oh, well, what are the updates? Oh, well, life, as we know, has changed a bit, but here's how we can handle that. Now, it is spiking again, and the numbers are high again. And I'm starting to see a trend that is, quite frankly, pissing me off. And this is a bit concerning and this is also going to turn I think into a rant but this is how I feel about this and it's one of those things where the more I see it the more I get aggravated with it and I'm going to come right out and say it and I think this virus has shown the absolute worst in people just the way that the reaction has been and it, it, it it's it's a bunch of different stuff rolled into one, but it's their response to the virus and their reactions to the virus and the regulations and stuff like that that has really put this to the forefront to me. And I don't understand it. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's a bunch of 10-year-olds who are lashing out about something else and they're choosing to lash out in a way... Kind of like... It's like connected, but not, right? Like, oh, you're mad because something happened at school, so you're yelling at your mom, right? Your mom didn't do anything wrong. Innocent bystander. And that's why I feel like a lot's happened here. So, the, the main thing... Let me just preface this by saying... Or let me read something from Twitter from a professional wrestler who came out and spoke against wearing masks. And I wrote like a three, four paragraph thing. I'll just read parts of it. There you go. Uh, My freedoms don't end where your fear begins. We are all adults that make our own decisions regarding the level of risk we are willing to take in everyday life. As of now, we're a free country, although that seems to be changing. If you want to wear a mask, bleach everything around you, wear gloves, and never touch anyone or anything, that's up to you. I do not and cannot accept that life. And he captioned the tweet and said, I didn't write this, but I literally had this debate last night. If I'm forced to take responsibility for your health by wearing a mask, do I also get to snatch all the shit out of your grocery cart, making you sick and putting you at risk? You know, just for the greater good. And I've heard this echoed so much recently, where it's it's these guys and girls, I guess, that... It's like they're going full John Wayne commando fake bravado. It's like they think it's Halloween or something, and they've turned into Conor McGregor, where they feel like the more brash they talk about this coronavirus thing, the less they'll be impacted or something. I, I really don't know what the purpose of it is. But 
it's insane to me, absolutely bananas to me, that it's an absolute, it's an actual conversation right now. People are actually having the conversation of, hey, should we be wearing masks? Hey, should you not wear a mask? You know, like, well, that actually, actually, that would be normal. That'd be a normal discourse. What's not a normal discourse is, hey, man, you know wearing a mask, you know it's not a real virus, you know this is just the flu, you know this is fake, you know, you know it's not a big deal. What are you wearing a mask for? Are you scared to death? What, what, what are you scared the government's going to do something? What are you, a pawn? What are you, an idiot? What are you, a sissy? Look at me. I'm a real man. I don't care about the coronavirus. I'm a badass. That's what's happening right now, is people are taking this insanely far stance on the coronavirus. And they're coming out and they're saying, you know, it's not good enough that they may not be worried about the virus. It's not good enough that they may think it's not that big of a deal. They are actively actively pushing against it, speaking against it, saying, if you wear a mask, you're an idiot. Look at the death rates. Look at this. Look at this. In what universe does that exist anywhere else? Could you imagine if you're if someone's sneezing or coughing or whatever, and it's like, hey, dude, can you cover your mouth? And the person's like, hold on a second, you son of a bitch. This is America last time I checked. If I want to cover my mouth, if I want to cover my, you know, if I want to cover my sneeze or my cough, I will. If I don't want to, I won't. And you can suck, you know, you can suck it. And if you're so scared to death about getting a cold or getting, you know, getting some germs on you, why don't you go live in a bubble, bubble boy? Why don't you go do that, okay? Because this is a free country. I do whatever the hell I want. I was like, whoa, man, I just asked you, what, what the hell? I just asked you to, you know, cover your mouth. It's not a big deal. I just don't want to get your germs, you know? I mean, I, and then, and then these same people will be like, uh, man, the coronavirus, like, dude, the death rate's like 0.003. Say, like, I'm not worried about dying, you idiot. I'm not, I just don't want it. I don't want the virus. Why do I care about the death rate? Like, if the death rate, let's just take coronavirus out of this. Let's just say it's the flu. Let's pretend we're talking about the flu. And I tell somebody, oh, man, you know, like, I just don't want to go get the flu. And they're like, well, dude, you're not going to die from the flu. It's like, I know, jackass. But I don't want the flu. I don't want a fever. I don't want to cough. I don't want to feel lethargic. If that's all I feel is lethargic, then I don't want that. Okay? I'm good. I'm not worried about me dying from the flu. I just don't want the flu. Coronavirus is the same way. I am not worried about dying from coronavirus, but I don't want coronavirus. I don't want a fever. I don't want a cough. I don't want to feel tired. Like, like the idea that Oh, well, you know, you're not going to die. How, what does that matter? What, who cares? You know, like, what, what the hell? My, my dad had, uh, when I was little, he had the flu. My dad's super healthy, uh, runs marathons. I mean, you know, and he had the flu when I was young. I was probably, it's probably seven years old, something like that. And it turned into double pneumonia and he spent like two weeks in the hospital, almost died. I mean, he, he really almost died there. And it's one of those things where, you know, if you get coronavirus and it's not a big deal, you, don't, you just don't know how it's going to affect somebody else. I mean, I know people who have coronavirus and have no symptoms. I know some people who have had coronavirus and have 105-degree fever, 103-degree fever. You know, like, it's the same thing with a cold or anything else. I mean, I just don't understand this whole thing where it, it, I think I, it, it reminds me, like, if someone's like a kid is afraid of Freddy Krueger or something, and they're like trying to prove they're not afraid of Freddy Krueger. They're like, "I'll beat Freddy Krueger up. I'm not afraid of him. He, you know, I'll, I'd laugh in his face. I let, let Freddy Krueger come in here." It's like, okay, tough guy. Like, you know, you're you're a little kid, and you know, I understand that you're trying to talk yourself into this, but it's, you know, like, you sound ridiculous. I mean, the stuff that I've heard from this coronavirus stuff is absolutely asinine. It's crazy. And it's, a, it's like 50 different levels of stupid. The first level of stupid is the people who are so selfish, who are so insanely selfish, that they are like, all right, look, time's up. It's summertime. Uh, I'm trying to do me. Look, I'm not going to stop going to the bar. I ain't going to stop doing this. This is my summer, all right? I, you know, look, every summer... I go, me and my friends, we go down, we do a float trip down the river. We all get in you know, tubes, and we get ice chests and beers and funnels, and we go to get that. 
and we float down the river every single July, bro. I'm not letting coronavirus stop that. It's like, dude, you talk about just absolutely no vision at all. Absolutely no no, no scope whatsoever. Those, so you have those people who are just so insanely selfish. They don't give a shit about what's going on. They care about whatever they usually do, what they want to do, and that's it. I have a family member who just got tested for, for coronavirus, had a scare with coronavirus, got tested, all negative. And, you know, he had been going to bars and he had been doing all this kind of stuff. And I had I just talked to him before this podcast. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that maybe bars are not the way to go. I'm kind of thinking that, you know, I, it, maybe that's where it's being spread. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, the, we are five months into this thing. And you're just now, because you had a scare or because you had a situation, like all of a sudden now you're, you're turning around on this thing? I mean, Brendan Schaub. I just saw Brendan Schaub, the podcast slash ex-UFC fighter. He, he has coronavirus. And... He says it's taken him about three days to get back to 100%. And he's been on Twitter. He's been one of the guys saying, like, look, I look at the death the death rate. I look at the statistics. You know, I, I'm a guy, I, I believe in facts. I believe in statistics. I'm not, a, I'm not a panic bro. You know, like, it's not a negative. It's not this thing. You're, you're not more of a badass because you don't take precautions. Or you, it's just... It blows my mind. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and it's really just been pissing me off. And I'm even more pissed off right now just talking about it. But just thinking about people... Uh, could you imagine someone who's like, Look, man, I'm not scared of skin cancer. I'm not scared of getting sunburned. So I ain't putting on no SPF. Nothing over SPF 4. Okay? If you want to put on SPF 12, if you want to put that on, and you want to be some fake news... You know, some fake, some little sun boy, some little soy boy sun boy. You need to be like me and not care about getting sunburned or not care about getting in that stuff, man. You're, you, 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 you look way too. What, what do you, what do you love, Coppertone or something? What do you work at Coppertone? It's like, look, dude, I just don't want to get sunburned. Okay, I just don't want to itch. I don't want to scratch. I don't want to. I don't want to peel. That's all. That's it. Like, it's not a big deal. Okay, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But I don't need to hear some insane diatribe about how I'm an idiot. For putting on sunscreen. In what other realm does it matter? The same person that I was talking about that my family member who got a coronavirus test. Like three days before was in front of about 15 people. And he gave some big long spiel about how the death rates are a certain number. And you know coronavirus probably isn't that big of a deal. And it's a lot of fake news. And it's an election season. Same old bullshit. And you know it's like... Why did you say all that? Like, what does it matter? What does it matter if people want to wear masks? Like, this whole anti-masks, anti-regulations, it's it's blowing my mind. And we talked about this weeks ago on the podcast, but it really kind of puts into perspective, like, who, like, what people are all about. You know, the people who are just like, I'm going on the float trip, dude. I'm going on the float trip. I'm bringing the funnel. About to be about to be rad AF. It's like well, that dude is just a selfish clown. You know the people who are in the bars, the people who are just absolutely willy nilly. You know, uh, it, it's just it's disgusting, and it's really putting me off on a lot of people. A lot of people I'm seeing right now on Twitter or whatever, or just in person, or you know on the news, and it's just like, for example, uh, Clay Travis. So. I have nothing. I don't. I don't really care about Clay Travis. I mean, I, I follow him. I like some of his stuff. I think he's a smart dude. I think some of his opinions are super interesting. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I don't not like him. You know, I'm one of the people who's kind of in the middle. And every single day on Twitter, he's over the top anti this whole coronavirus thing. You know, anti whatever with coronavirus. And it's like, you know. At some point, the coronavirus is not a bully. The coronavirus is not going to be like, man, they don't care about me anymore. They don't think I'm a big deal. I'm just going to go away. You know, like, why can't... I just don't get the... I don't get it. I I guess that's the main thing. I don't understand how we've reached this. Like, what's the benefit? What's the positive? Is Is it just bravado? 
Is it just talking? Is it just people just screaming to scream? You know, it, it, it's like the Trump thing. Like, some people with Trump, I'm starting to think they don't even give a shit about America. They just care about Trump. Like, I voted for Trump. Said it on the podcast a million times. But I think Trump's a clown. Like, I think he's kind of an entertaining kind of thing. I don't, like his tweets, I think, are pretty stupid sometimes. Uh, I think he's better than Hillary. I don't regret voting for him. I'd do it again if I had to. I'll vote for him against Biden. Um, yeah, but some people are like, they're, they think Trump is a god. They think he's a literal god. And I think it's a combination of they're pissed off at the establishment. They're pissed off at some of the stuff happening in America, whether it's, you know, I mean, it can be anything. But they're pissed off, and they're taking these things, whether it's Trump or anti-coronavirus, and they're latching onto that to show how much like they're against or whatever, or how much they're rebelling. And and it comes off as this like super insincere kind of weird weird thing and it's it's reached a boiling point for me to where I just don't want to hear it anymore. You know, I, I don't want to hear these people who are acting like they're you know these badass cowboys because they're not using a mask or they're not using hand sanitizer or whatever. I mean, it, it they've they've pushed so far this way that it's nauseating to me to hear. I mean, I heard someone, I know some, you know, like I said, I know people, whether it's on Twitter or real life or whatever, that have coronavirus, and the response from other people are like, instead of, oh man, well, you know, get, 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 get better soon, hope you feel better, or whatever, the response is like, oh, well, you know, symptoms aren't that bad, dude, you're not going to die, like, who gives, who cares, man, you know, like, it's not a big deal, fake news, fake news, dude, you got it, baby, you got it, this whole thing's fake, and it's like, that's so weird. Like, I'm not... Like, how did they turn into a pep rally? Hey, are they, how are they a spire now for your weird-ass fetish for debunking, uh, you know, debunking coronavirus? Like, can't you just stop at, hey, man, hope, hope everything works out. It's like, you know, get better. Like, we don't need to have this full-scale, like, what, you have coronavirus? What's your, what's your temperature? Uh, 101. Man, that's barely even a fever, dude. I knew this shit was fake, baby. I knew this was fake. It's like, hold on a second, man. Like, I, we, I don't want to be a symbol here. I don't want you to stick a Roman candle up my ass and start, you know, shooting out fireworks that spell out back-to-back World War winners. You know, like, I have a fever. Don't, I feel kind of tired. Like, I'm just going to relax. I don't need this to be a thing. I don't need this to be a big deal. It's just... And I feel like I'm going crazy. I mean, I feel like I'm going crazy because I'm getting so angry at reading some of this stuff. And just like the Brennan Schaub thing, okay? Just like the Brennan Schaub thing. I don't give a shit if Brennan Schaub has coronavirus. If he has coronavirus, I hope he gets better. I don't want, like, that. It, it, if he has the flu, if he has anything, food poisoning, I, I don't care. I hope he get better. But I was reading his replies because I knew people would start chiming in with all the, either you have the people who are like, LOL, you got it, or the people who are like, on the other side. And in the comments, people were like, this just proves this point. It only took three days to get over coronavirus, so it ain't that big of a deal. So we don't need to be, you know, regulating and stuff. Three days is nothing. It's like, what an insane universe to live in. What an insane, insane place to be. I mean, seriously, what a crazy ass. That mindset is nuts. I had food poisoning. It sucked ass. Twenty four hours, worst thing ever. I was puking, I was a fever, I mean, I was cold sweats, couldn't sleep. It lasted for 24 hours, and then it was totally gone. I was absolutely 100% 24 hours later. Could you imagine if somebody was like, oh, dude, I knew it, food poisoning ain't shit. Yeah, 24 hours, that's nothing, bro. I'm not even worried about it. I'm eating all the rotten food, dude. I'm not worried about food poisoning at all. It's like, no, dude, it sucked super bad. Like, it was not awesome. It was... Not something I'd want. Just because it lasted 24 hours, just because I didn't die, what's the problem, you know? I had a conversation last week with somebody who was like, what are we thinking, man? Like, it's coronavirus fake? It looks like the death rate's even lower than we thought. And it's like, who gives a shit about the death rate? Who cares? Why is it, why is it so far into the death rate? Let's say you get coronavirus. And let's say, whatever, you're, you're fine. You're good. And, but you get like a slight cough. Let's say you have a slight cough for, let's just say, a month. 
Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You just have a cough for a month. It's like, okay, well, yeah, the death rate is, you know, you didn't die. Nothing's wrong. But I don't want the cough. I don't want the cough at all. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be died or not died to be real. It's nuts that people are still, that people are still over here like, oh, man, you look, 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 look. It ain't real. It's like, dude, it's real. Okay? Listen to me. It's real. All right? Now, don't get it twisted. And I'm just, I'm just kind of ranting here because I'm, I, like, I, here's my, here's my final thing I'll say on this. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the Walking Dead situation, but I think we do need to take precautions, and I don't think it's a big deal to wear a mask. I wear a mask. If I'm out somewhere, I wear a mask or I social distance. If I'm in the, if I'm in a group of ten people and we're all, you know, whatever, relatively social distance, distancing, and I know those people, I'm not going to wear a mask. But if I'm at a grocery store or a, just any store, a public place, I'm going to wear a mask. For me and for those people. You know, like, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that makes you any weaker. I don't think that makes you a liberal pawn. I don't think that makes you, you know, paranoid or a panic bro. I don't think that makes you any of that stuff. All right? Yeah. So, it's just pathetic that these people are playing this part and they're playing this role and they're acting like, they're a cartoon character. You know, they're walking around like Conor McGregor or talking like Clay Travis or whoever, and, and they're spouting off this stuff. And who are they, who are you impressing? You know, I mean, who are these people impressing? I, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Guys, look, if you need anyone else, if you need to hear from somebody, hear it from me. If you're listening to this podcast, hear it from me. Wash your damn hands, wear your mask in public. Have a little bit of sympathy, a little bit of empathy for other people. Care at all about other people. Quit worrying about yourself so damn much. Quit being so selfish. Shut your mouth, wash your hands, put your mask on, and be a normal-ass human being until we figure all this out. That's where I'm at on this whole thing. I'm sick to death of all these truthers, these, these Alex Jones wannabes, who are shoving coronavirus truther positivity death rate trash in my face and doing fireball shots and doing Vegas bombs out of a funnel at the bar showing off how cool they are. It's the exact same thing I said in the very first podcast we did about coronavirus with the people who were going to the bar even though that this thing had broken. St. Patrick's Day weekend, go back and watch the podcast and we were saying, what's the worst person in this whole thing? Who's the worst person? The person ordering Coronas at the bar, making a big joke out of it, out of it. That guy right there is the same guy going on that float trip, debunking coronavirus. It's sad. It's pathetic. It's insincere, and it makes me sick to my stomach. And that's all I'm going to say about that. We spent 25 minutes on it. I'm aggravated. I'm disgusted. I'm disappointed. And I don't even remember what I said. I kind of blacked out there, to be totally honest. Let's talk about our sponsor, huh? How about our sponsor, MacCard, MacCard, Anderson, and Associates, PLLC. Guys, look. Whatever your situation is, these fellas and ladies at MacCard, MacCard, Anderson, and Associates, PLLC, the presenting sponsor here at the James Meadows Show, they care. You are important to them. You know who you're not important to? I'll give you a hint. Anybody who, when you call them, says, all right, brother, you got one call, and if you do get that one call... 15 minutes or less. Now go ahead. Oh, your back is broken. Your legs are shattered. You have shrapnel hanging out of your hips. Your kids will never see their father walk again. You can't even move out of your chair without getting heavy breath because your lungs were punctured by an 18-wheeler who T-boned you because the driver was asleep. That sounds like a pretty serious situation. Your entire life is impacted. Okay, pal. You got 15 minutes. Oh, okay, pal. Don't even call the office. You can handle all this online at our website. Those people don't care. I can promise you that. MacCard, MacCard, Anderson & Associates do care the number. 601-450-1715. You, you do not want to go into this alone. I promise you. If you have a situation that's as serious as what I just described, or not even as serious, termites, you know, any, any kind of insurance denial, anything going on, let these guys and ladies, let them litigate for you. Let them negotiate on your behalf. 
don't go into this alone. I'm telling you, I know these people. They, I trust them. If I got if I got clipped by some drunk driver, the first person I would call would be the good folk at MacHard, MacHard, Anderson and Associates. I'm not walking to the nearest billboard and calling some scuzzy, scammy, looks like he's made out of clay, face ass guy on a billboard. Okay, 15 minutes or less, one call. That's all. I'm not ordering a pepperoni pizza. I'm trying to set myself and my family secure for the rest of their lives. So again, MacHard, MacHard, Anderson & Associates, 601-450-1715, or go to MacHardLaw.com, M-C-H-A-R-D-L-A-W.com, and make sure to reference the James Commander Show podcast. I can't give you a 25% off discount. I can't give you buy one, get one free. What I can get you is if you mention this podcast, that will get you to the right person, that will get you to the front of the line, and you will get their world-renowned service, the service you need in a situation like this. The only firm in Mississippi offering, or not offering, but the only firm in Mississippi getting seven-figure settlements for their clients, call them. MacCard, MacCard, Anderson & Associates, PLLC, the presenting sponsor. Thank you very much. Moving on to our next story. Woo! Y'all ever heard about Bubba Wallace? We haven't talked about this on the show. So, I'm going to touch on this. I'm not going to get too far into this, because we all know, um, you know, I think it's been beaten to death here, but Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver, um, African-American driver, and he found a noose in his garage. It was a huge story, and um, it turns out it was not a noose. It was a, let me see what they actually call it. A uh, federal investigation later revealed the rope was, in fact, a garage door pulled down rope, and that it was not a racially motivated attack. So... I'm not going to sit here and say that Bubba Wallace went full Jussie Smollett 2.0 and planted this noose and called everybody and set it up or his team did. or I, I don't know, right? I, I have no idea. What I will say, though, is that I saw something that was kind of interesting. It was from a media member on Fox Sports Radio. And they said, it doesn't matter if it's a noose or not. What matters is that you could think it was a noose, which goes to show how racist society is. And I thought that was a really interesting notion, because it does matter if it's a noose or not. And the reason we live in this culture, of this cancel culture, and this you know this very sensitive, very knee-jerk reaction culture, is because of situations like this, where instead of people getting this news and be like, okay, well, let's let's investigate it. Let's see what's going on. It's kind of weird. Like, how would a noose end up? Isn't that a little too on the nose? You know, like, a noose hanging in the garage of the black driver when he's driving the Black Lives Matter car at the first event. Seems a little too time to killish, doesn't it? Seems a little too John Grisham. And so let's just see what happens. And then you, you know, then you react. But immediately, the media picking it up as, it's a noose. This is racially insensitive. This is a hate act. This is something big, you know. That's kind of like the problem. The problem is, there's a lot of people who did not get that second part of the story. There's a lot of people who didn't get... I'll, I'll give you an example of how this works. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were talking about a situation where a Black Lives Matter like painting was covered up by another protest and they missed they missed that part of the story so they thought the story was about outrage of the black lives matter painting and they didn't catch that the story was the a protester painted over the black lives matter painting and the mayor of the city came out and said oh well you know it's it's the same it, whether you're for it or against it, both have their right to protest. So we're not going to we're not going to press charges against the people who originally painted the mural on the sidewalk, and we're not going to press charges against the people who painted over it. It's the same. And whether you know you're on one side or the other, we're in America because you can protest. And the person missed that part of the story, so they were com- they were upset at the original Black Lives Matter mural being painted on public property and they're outraged and you know that's how this works there's a lot of people who do not did not get the second part of the story about it not being a noose 
there's a lot of people who all they heard was noose hanging in black NASCAR driver's garage. And they left and they were like, NASCAR is racist. This is racist. Some There's nooses being hung in, you know, in garages. This is a bad deal. You know, so it is the media's job to not jump to these conclusions. I know it's hard, you know, when you're trying to get clicks and you're trying to get clout. Look, nobody respects clout more than me. But at some point, I think people need to, or journalists or whatever, they have to quit stoking the flames. They have to quit driving this down people's throats because it's just not true sometimes. And this is a situation where I don't blame Bubba because let's just unless Bubba planted it, but let's just say Bubba walks in, sees this news, right? Yeah, okay. I I told he's probably like I can't even imagine the pressure and the stress that Bubba Wallace was under, coming out as you know saying all this stuff, driving a Black Lives Matter car. Like he probably felt really back into a corner, okay? And he sees that noose. He may have reported it and said, "Oh, hey man, there's a noose hanging in my garage." Now. What makes it worse is he goes on Don Lemon's show, he goes on CNN, he does interviews at ESPN, and then it comes out that it's not a news. So he's got like three hours of interviews on major news publications saying, hey man, not a news, not a big deal. And now he has to backtrack and look like an idiot. I can't, I don't blame him for, you know, I don't blame him for that. It's like if you hear a bump in the night at your house and you're freaked out and you call the police. And the police show up, and it turns out to be like a cat or something, you know, on your roof. That's not a big deal. It's a bigger deal if you call the police, and the police, you know, the, the news reporter picks it up. News reporter sends three people to your house. You do a bunch of interviews while the police are searching. You're like, I don't know, it might be somebody, it might be something. All of a sudden, then the headlines are, unknown masked criminal on roof of house. And your neighbors wake up, and your 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 street lights come on. Your neighbors walk outside, and everyone's outside your house. You got seventy people outside your house right now looking at you, and then it turns out to be the cat. And now you got to walk back everything, and it's super embarrassing. You know, like you don't blame the person; you blame the journalist who picked up the story, who made it something more than it was. And that's how this Bubba Wallace thing. I think it's super embarrassing. The sad part is, and this uh, ties into kind of what we talked about last week, but. The sad part is this totally nullified Bubba's whole thing. Like it should have been good enough that Bubba Wallace is an African American driver at NASCAR in a very tough spot, uh, in a very tough time where Black Lives Matter is a thing, and he's riding a Black Lives Matter car. That's it. It should just be that. It shouldn't be, oh well, he's a shit driver, or ah oh, well, you know, he. Did you know he found a noose? Did you know that? You found a, he found a noose in his garage, and so now it's a really big deal. You don't need extra sauce. You know, like, you you should just be good with what it was. And, I, and again, I'm not saying someone planted it, but I'm saying, like, no matter what happened, you don't need that extra thing. It, so now, his original thing is just eliminated. Like, he could have done really good things. He could have done stuff. He could have really had an impact. But now people are just going to associate him with Jesse Smollett. People are just going to not listen to him. And it's sad. But a lot of the times these movements kind of cannibalize themselves because of situations like this. And uh, whether it's uh, Bubba's fault or whether it's maybe somebody who planted the news without him knowing it. Or maybe it was a joke. Or maybe it's just on the news. But it's unfortunate. It really is. This next story is really something else. So... This is not fake. This is real. But Godzilla, Godzilla has a son, and the, oh man, I'm I'm just going to read this, okay? I'm just going to read the article, and then we'll talk about it. So this was a, this was referring to a video that was tweeted by the official, like, Godzilla Twitter. Um... It shows Godzilla's young child struggling with their identity. She eventually comes out to her father, the big and lovable kaiju, as a trans girl. And, because Godzilla is every bit the supporting parent you'd expect, he accepts her without a question and shows her love. Godzilla even knits his daughter a trans flag, 
prompting her to tears, and us to tears too. Godzilla, with his unconditional and unquestioning support, is a model for the exact way to deal with a transitioning child. Love, support, kindness, and even a little creativity to make them feel extra special. There are so many lovely details in this short too, like Godzilla's daughter watching Sailor Moon and feeling seen. We really love this short, and we really love that the official Godzilla account shared it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me see if I can find another, another couple quotes here. Uh, sh- shared a touching home video of Baby Godzilla's coming out journey. In it, she finds herself mystified by Sailor Moon's transformation and experiences a plethora of conflicting emotions because of it. After a period of brooding and pensive silence, she asks her father if she can talk about something. It's a sweet moment, made only more poignant by the fact that they're irradiated dinosaurs. What? Regardless, congrats to Baby Godzilla on your new journey. It is frequently harrowing. But know that somewhere out there in the multiverse... Your, is me, your fellow trans lizard monster. And I see you and love you immensely. Uh, one last sentence here. I can also stomp around as the terrifyingly destructive king of the titans who protects humanity from space dinosaurs and 100-headed dragons and eerily large moth creatures. So this isn't a joke. All right? Everything I just read is real. Like That was not me... Riffing that this is a thing. Uh, there it, and I'll I'll post some clips, I guess, of the of the video. But Godzilla's kid in this short film with toys, I guess, came out as trans, and Godzilla in the house knitted the blanket or something, and. I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just don't know what's going on anymore. I don't even know what to do or what to think. I mean, I don't have a problem with trans people, but what, what does Godzilla have? What, what the hell is going on? I mean, like, I, I don't want to go full OK Boomer, but it's like. I can't imagine if I was watching Sonic or something when I was a little kid, and it's like, oh, wow, Sonic's brother is here, and his brother is a transgender, and here's a video of Sonic and his brother running around Green Hill Zone, and his brother's in drag. Like, I don't, I don't know what's, what to do with this. How is this a thing? You know, how, how is this where we are? And I don't, again, I, I, if someone wants to be trans, they can be trans. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me at all. But the reason I'm bringing this up is to lead into a second story. Something else I've noticed on social media, and I've had a conversation with today, actually, is this new kind of scary trend of people are saying that you are transphobic if you, like if me, just a straight white male, if I would not, if I would decline having sex with a trans girl on the basis of them being trans, I would be transphobic. And that is crazy to me. That is like knucking futz to me. The idea that I can, I can support transsexuals. But if I would not have sex with a transsexual, then that makes me transphobic is bananas. Like, that is so crazy. And that's a real thing. People are really out here doing this. People are really out here saying this kind of stuff. Imagine any other universe where it's like, hey man, what football team do you support? Uh, I like the New Orleans Saints. Okay, cool. Well, would you have sex with Alvin Kamara? Because if you won't, then I don't. Then I don't know if you're loyal or not. Wait, what? Wait, what? What, what was that last part? Uh, uh, never mind, man. Hey, what's your? Uh, let me try to think of something. Who's your favorite actor? Uh, I really like Keanu Reeves. 
Would you have sex with Keanu Reeves, or are you a fake Keanu Reeves fan? Hold up, wait a second. How did, wait, what? How did this happen? And you're like, hey man, would you like to uh, sign this survey? Oh, sure, what's the survey? Uh, the survey is supporting, uh, you know, a gay marriage. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I'll, I'll sign that. I think, you know, gays should get married. I have no problem with that. I, I love them. Yeah, hey, more, more power to them. Okay, cool. Well, now that you've signed this uh, survey, why don't you go over to this side of the building here where you can have sex with Kevin, and if you don't have sex with Kevin, then you are a homophobe, and we are going to destroy you. Wait, what did you say about Ke- what? What about a Kevin? What are we talking about? Like, how is that a thing? How are we? How are we now getting to the point to where you're forced to like they want? They're forcing you to have sex with a trans a transgender to prove that you're not transphobic. That is crazy. And it sounds crazy, and I'm sure you're listening, and you're going like, okay, well, that's insane. Like, we're not, you know, like, people don't do that. Go on Twitter. Go on Twitter. There's a million people in tweeting that they, that that's a thing, you know? And this leads me to another story. Brie Larson. So Brie Larson has been teasing that she has an announcement to make for like three days. And the first video clip was like, I have an announcement. The second video clip was like telling my family. And then she actually made her announcement. Her announcement was that she is starting a YouTube channel. Which, kind of a weird way to announce it. You know, it's like, I don't know. Okay, right? You're Brie Larson. You were in Captain Marvel. Like, you probably don't need this three-day lead-up of like, guess what, guys? Guess what, guys? I'm starting a YouTube channel. It's like, everyone has a YouTube channel. Not a big deal. Why are you announcing it? But people were pissed. Pissed that she didn't come out as gay. Let me pull up Twitter. I'll read a few. Uh, But this was really something else. You know, when I saw it, I was like, okay, well, whatever, you know. You, You know, cool. Do... Do do your thing. Okay, so it says, so I made a decision. Now, here's some responses. Uh, Brie be like, yes, I'm coming out, dot, 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 as a YouTuber, angry face. I feel like this is homophobic, says another person. I turned on your post notifications for this, for you to be gay. Not this, Brie. This is so homophobic. Kind of wishing you were gay, but okay. Crying and lesbian. Uh, let's see. All I know is Brie hasn't said her sexuality. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna just assume she's straight because she hasn't said anything else. Uh, so you're not, you know, gay. Like these, I'm just these are just the top ones, you know. Like these aren't even these aren't even like I'm not even really going down to try and find any. These are just the first tweet, the first replies. Like if I keep on going down, it's going to be more and more and more of that. It's it's bananas. I mean, why? Like, okay, so I'm I'm not reading anymore. Okay. But it's like, what a weird, what a weird thing, you know? Like people are disappointed. Like, why does they? Why does that matter? Who cares? You know? Like, it's just, I, I'm not sure. I feel like everything is just. We've lost the plot on everything, guys. I feel like everything's just insane. I feel like everything's crazy. I mean, nothing makes sense anymore. I mean, we've got transsexuals who are out here forcing people to have sex with them, or they're transphobic. We've got people pissed off at Brie Larson because she's starting a YouTube channel and not gay. We've got people who are making 30-minute long documentaries about how wearing a mask is stupid. I, I I don't know where we are right now. And it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to navigate these waters. I mean, I feel like the guy that's doing the canoe... 
in um, in the Dante's Inferno. You know, like the guy that leads them to uh, hell. Can't remember his name now, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I feel like there has to be a middle. I feel like there has to be a middle because I know that's where I am. But I don't know where the middle is. And maybe this is just the middle. Like maybe this podcast is the middle. Maybe we're, you know, maybe that's just us. Because I know, I know, I'm not. Tucker Carlson. I know I'm not MAGA. I know I'm not a MAGA bro. I know I'm not, you know, Donald Trump isn't daddy. I know I'm not Clay Tra- I know I'm not that. But I'm not on this other end of the spectrum where, you know, I'm forced to have sex with transsexuals to prove I'm not transphobic. I- I- I'm not signing petitions to turn a statue of Jefferson Davis into a statue of a moth. You know, like, I'm not living in this world where you're either Mr. Alpha Dog, red, white, and blue, bald eagle for a pet, don't wear a mask, lick lick my face to prove that you don't have coronavirus, but I'm also not over here living in a simulation of a Reddit comment, you know? I'm somewhere in the middle, and I think, uh, I think the middle voice is lost, and maybe it's unpopular right now to be in the middle. Maybe in the middle is the hardest place to be right now because you're just kind of you. You're just kind of chilling. You don't, you're not in this cult think tank one way or the other. And uh, if you're in the middle, then hopefully this place is a respite for you and whatever we're doing, you know. But, I mean, you know, I, I, we're, we're in a time right now where it's really hard. It's really hard. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't blame people for having a hard time right now because it's so shitty. You go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, every day something worse is happening. Whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's the wars or whether it's you know wars as in civil war and you know international war or what's going on with whatever. You know, like there there's not great news really anywhere. And uh, it's 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 pretty scary out there. So, you know, which leads me to my next story. Uh, well, actually, let's, 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 let's walk it back a little bit. So this Brie Larson YouTube thing, it's, it's not really interesting because I know I knew this was going to happen or I, I have predicted this literally for a year that celebrities are just going to start having Twitch channels and YouTube channels and everyone's just going to have Twitch or YouTube channels. Uh, get ready for it, guys. I'm, I've said it a lot and it's going to happen. People are realizing this is really kind of like the end of the simulation. Or not the end, but you know like the Black Mirror episodes where everything is 24-7 and everyone's connected and you're seeing everything from everybody all the time? That's where we are now. You, you can find a live stream right now of people playing music, people carving wood, people playing video games, people podcasting. People going on runs, people working out, people painting, anything and everything. Cooking, anything that's on your TV, you can find a live stream of it. And if you did, if you missed the live stream, you can find a YouTube video of it. Everything now has a camera in front of it. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been streaming, doing YouTube stuff, radio, TV, whatever. For the better part of eight years. You know, so this is something where I knew this was going to happen. But now we're here to where it ain't just me. It's not just me in my room making podcasts. Now everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a YouTube channel. Everyone has a Twitch stream. And that's it's just going to get bigger. I'm telling you, we're at the very, very front of it. If you have a hobby right now, that hobby is already being monetized and all over the place via YouTube and Twitch. And when you think about, like, go to a bookstore, go to the magazine rack. How many magazines are there, right? You got knives, guns, cooking, baking, reading, working out, cars, mountain climbing. There's a magazine for literally everything. If you can make a magazine about it, you sure as hell can have a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream. So Brie Larson making a YouTube channel is not surprising because 
T-Pain has a Twitch stream, has had one for years. Ezekiel Elliott streams. Like, a multitude of athletes, a multitude of celebrities are all on YouTube. I mean, look at the podcasts, right? Like, look at the podcast. I heard a, uh, I heard a commercial the other day for a podcast with Zach Braff and the other guy from Scrubs. My apologies to the other guy. And they have a podcast about Scrubs. Think about that. These are the two actors in Scrubs. Scrubs hasn't been on in however long. And they started a podcast to talk about Scrubs. You know, like, there's a Scrubs podcast from the actors of Scrubs. That's Scrubception. That is Podcastception. That's the universe we live in now. Where it's not good enough that they acted in the actual literal show for a blank number of seasons. Now they have to have a podcast about it. Oh, that's just a one-time situation, right? Wrong. Two people from the office, the blonde-headed girl and I can't I think Emma Fisher or whatever. They both have an office podcast where they go back and talk about every episode in order. It's actually a really cool idea, but still, like that's my point. Now you got office podcast with the people from the office. So it's like back, you know, back when it's like, oh, well you were in Mash, cool. It's like, well, I also have a Mash podcast. Wait, you have a MASH podcast? Weren't you in MASH? Yes. Well, then what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. So we're in a bit of a Black Mirror situation. Uh, two more stories we'll get to. First story, uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's back, guys. Cam Newton is back. He's in New England. Uh, I've had some people reach out to me saying, asking what I thought about this. Uh, we'll touch on this. Um, Cam Newton is an interesting situation because Cam Newton, at his peak was really, really, really good. When they were in the Super Bowl, when he was MVP level, he was game-breaking, NFL-breaking level talent. College, probably the best college football player of all time, in my opinion, as far as talent goes. Not the best career, because only one year, but I would take Cam Newton over any other quarterback in college history. And if Cam Newton is okay, if Cam Newton is healthy at all. I'm talking like 85% or more. He is certainly not a downgrade over Tom Brady. Tom Brady was underratedly average last year. And if Cam Newton can give New England literally anything, then they're going to be in a just as good, if not better spot. And who better to use Cam Newton than Bill Belichick? Cam Newton is going to have so many plays specifically for his skill set, and they're going to be better off. Now, if he is not healthy, if he's the same Cam Newton as last year, then I wouldn't expect this going anywhere because I think Cam is really hurt. Um, something that I thought was interesting was when I watched Cam last year, he looked like he could—he literally couldn't throw the football. He could not pick his arm up to throw. And he had shoulder, shoulder surgery going into the year. He has not since had shoulder surgery. He's had foot surgery, but he hasn't had shoulder surgery. So if his shoulder is in that bad of a spot again, then I can't see him being very effective at all. So it really depends on what he can do throwing the football. And you'll be able to know week one. Week one, I knew last year something was wrong. The way he was throwing, the way he was holding the ball. So we'll see there. We'll see where his arm is. We'll see where all that is, you know, coming into this year. But it didn't look good. I'll tell you that much. I think it's interesting to the people who were like, oh, well... Maybe he's just the backup. Maybe Jared Stidham is still the starter. What? Guys, Jared Stidham has like six passes his entire career. Cam Newton's a former MVP who went to the Super Bowl. If Cam Newton can go, Cam Newton is beating out Jared Stidham. Like, Jared Stidham is not a question. It's not, it, it, right, we're not in the world. New England's not bringing in Cam Newton to compete with Jared Stidham. Okay? They're bringing him in to be Cam Newton, and Jared Stidham can be Jared Stidham, and that's being a backup. So, if you are confused at all about who's the starter in New England, unless Cam Newton's shoulder is that bad off, it's Cam Newton. So, that, I love that. I, that, I, I was all about that when I first saw that. Like, oh, well, well, well slow down, New England Patriots fans. Maybe, maybe Cam Newton isn't the starter. Uh, LOL, bro. It's not like he's out here you know, competing with Joe Burrow. It's not like we have Jared Stidham. This is not a guy New England is exactly putting the franchise on. If Cam Newton can go, Cam Newton going to go. Uh, I think I think this is what now the only issue if you're a New England Patriots fan is that Cam Newton is not bad enough to where if he plays, 
you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. So it's Cam Newton for a while, it looks like, until something else happens. So I know I know a lot of people were saying, oh, well, tank for Lawrence. Makes sense. You know, Brady's gone. Let's Stidham screw around and go get Lawrence. But first of all, the division is not good enough to where he'd be the last uh, the last pick, but or the first pick. But I digress. So Cam Newton basically says they're not tanking, and that's an interesting decision. Because does New England think that they have the talent with Cam Newton to go to the Super Bowl? Eh, I wouldn't think that. But, I mean, what's Cam Newton's ceiling? If he's 100% healthy, which would be shocking, if he's 100% healthy and he plays at an MVP level, they're probably still not the best team in the AFC. They're probably still not better than the Chiefs. Are they the best team in the NFC? Like, are they even better than whoever would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Eh, I don't know about that either. You know, New England's not New England's not exactly a super talented roster. So, bit of a weird move for New England. I love it for Cam Newton, though. You know, Cam Newton's taken a very low salary. He's come out and said this is about respect. This isn't about money. I love that. You know, he kind of pulled a Jameis Winston saying, look, like, I, I got to write my career. I got to get my career set up. I, I can't worry about money. I, I've made enough of that. I'm sure Cam Newton is perfectly fine when it comes to finances. So he's playing for what we always say we want to see people play for. We want to see people play for the love of the game. And Cam Newton's doing just like just that. He's playing for his legacy. He's playing for his career. So I can't wait to see what he does. I hope I hope he does really well. I like Cam Newton. I've always liked him. Um, very fun athlete. Very electri- electrifying athlete. Um, so good luck to Cam Newton. Last story. This is a bit niche, but it... It extends past that. So, um, Byron Bernstein is a famous streamer, YouTube celebrity. goes by the name of Wreckful. And he recently, and by recently I mean today, uh, committed suicide. And he died. And, you know, the internet's kind of ablaze with, with reaction to that. And I just wanted to touch on that for a second because there's two parts to this. The first part is with more people becoming creators and having YouTube channels or Twitch streams or podcasts or whatever, I think you're going to see more of this. Not just, not suicide per se, but depression or, you know, mental health and all that stuff. And, you know, you see with a lot of the great creators or the most famous creators, they struggle with mental health. Or, I mean, that's just past the internet. That's in music. You know, how many musicians and actors and actresses do you know OD? And, you know, so it, we're... I think we're in a situation where, you know, with our phones and with social media and just the 24-7 news cycle and now the 24-7 access to people. I mean, if you're streaming, like, think about it. You're streaming for six, seven hours. You're live. You're on your phone afterwards. You're live. You know, the only time you're really not live is when you're asleep. And people, I, I just want to, I just want to take this time to tell people if you're struggling please reach out to somebody it can be whoever you know but we're way past the stage now don't tell this to the panic bros or the anti-panic bros because they're too much of a badasses to even think about this but we're way past the days of mental health is something that is bad or, or you know mental health is something to be ashamed of i think and I, I, you know, I don't do this, but I should do this. But I think going to a psychiatrist or a therapist should be mandatory. You should do it like you would a dental checkup. Your brain is the most important thing you got. So the fact that people take care of their oil and they get oil changes at a regular rate and they check on their own brain or own mental health is really kind of sad. Um, so if you are struggling, please do not do it alone. We are not in 1991 anymore, you know, where it's like, rub some dirt on it, do some push-ups. If you're hurting, talk. Go go find the help you need. And that always isn't a hotline. You know, that always isn't you know going to a therapist. Sometimes it's just reevaluating what you have going on. I'm not an expert in this. You know, I've had my own struggles not with depression or suicide or anything like that, but anxiety and and whatever. And you know, for different strokes for different folks. Some people Working out helps. Some people it doesn't. Some people drinking water helps. Some people it doesn't. You know, some people need to go talk to somebody. Some people need to go camping. You know, like it's it's different. 
it's different, man. We're all different, but we're all in this together. And which leads me to the second part. If you're not struggling, just be kind, man. Just be kind. Be kind out there. I say this whenever really any of this happens, but we're in a weird spot where a lot of toxic behavior is hidden in and you know behind anonymous Twitter profiles or anonymous usernames. A lot of our life now is behind a screen. A lot of our interactions come with no recourse. And that's for children, that's for adults. You know, I mean, there's a lot of 10, 11, 12-year-old kids out there who are starting to get into those weird years where you are anxious and you are depressed and you are struggling. And, you know, they go online and some username on a video game or a username on a Twitter or a username on a, you know, forum or Reddit or something is calling them names and telling them to kill themselves, you know I mean? I can't imagine how difficult it is to grow up and live in that universe. You know, luckily I was part of a generation that didn't have that, so it's not, you know, I, I didn't grow up through that. But it tears my heart every time I hear a story about kids or whatever getting bullied online or getting any kind of hate stuff like that. And I see it all the time, and you know, Twitter and YouTube or Reddit or whatever. And I just want to remind people to be kind. Uh, whether that's in real life or online or in emails or on Twitter or whatever. It's hard right now because everything is so divided. Everything is so split and people are so polarized. It's easy to be defensive and it's easy to have your back against the wall and it's easy to not have empathy. It's easy to, to not have those things. But right now, more than ever, we have to have those things. Uh, you know, it's, it's Reckful, uh I mean, I, I knew of him. I didn't watch his videos every day. I didn't watch, you know, but I knew of him. But it's just so hard to see people succumb to suicide, whether it's your friends or celebrities or family members. I'm sure everyone knows someone who's been affected by it. It's brutal. It's brutal. And... It's sad that it's, you know, just getting more prevalent. Mental health is a real issue right now in this pandemic. So this is just my way of, you know, telling you it's okay to go talk to somebody. It's okay um, to find a therapist or to to get some help or to do something. Um, And, you know, again, uh, like always, just just help people out, man. We're all we all we're all we got. We're all we got. Whether you're, you know, white, black, a Confederate statue, whether you're a, you know, a, a rope hanging in a NASCAR garage, whatever you are, you know, whether you're Jesse Smollett or you know Caitlyn Jenner or you know Kim Kardashian or whether you're a TikTok star or whether you're just some 55 year old boomer sitting at home with no email address. Whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever your walk of life, whatever your creed, color, whatever, you know, we're sharing this universe together. We're sharing this earth together. We're sharing this sphere together. And just be there for each other, man. There's no, there's no more room for, for, you know, wickedness, I guess. But thank you for listening to the podcast. This week's podcast was packed full of stuff. We ranted, we raved. I never thought I'd do a podcast where I started off with a rant, transitioned into a commercial, then transitioned into Godzilla's transsexual son or daughter, and then while that son or daughter was talking about uh, Sailor Moon, and then transitioned to Brie Larson starting a YouTube channel, and then transitioned to Bubba Wallace's noose. I mean, we were everywhere. All with an SD card problem. So hopefully this video even fucking works. Guys, it's July 4th weekend. Get out there. Find somebody wearing a mask. Push them to the ground. Rub their dirt in it. Or rub rub dirt in their face. And let those mask bros know you ain't scared of no coronavirus. Because remember, mama didn't raise no bitch. So make make sure you are coughing and sneezing as much as you can in public. Because again... We don't want anybody to think that you're a sissy. So I'm glad we can get that through. But guys, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate that. 
Have a great July 4th weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. It's going to be bad weather where I am, so unfortunately I will not be sunning and gunning. But if you are in a place where there's some vitamin D, go get yourself a tan. Go get yourself some vitamin D. And again, I will talk to you guys next time here on the James Scrimetta Show podcast. Be kind. Are you listening? Damn.